to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Well, hello, lady friends, and welcome to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast. I want to apologize in advance in case I'm a little bit cranky. I'm back on the Whole30. I needed a little detox after all of the holiday eating, but you know, you got to rein it in sometime, right? Yeah, you do. I mean, you don't, but... No, I'm on the whole four and a half. Four and a half days, I didn't eat, you know, you I ate clean well, for four and a half days. cleaner, and then I moved on. That's funny. So I'm Darlene Brock, and obviously I'm not committed to this, and you are. Thanks for the support, Dar. <laughs> no. Hey, go, Julie, go. There you go. Okay. Well, I know I have your support in one thing, and that is on my new adventure of restarting the dating world. So if you're new to this Grit and Grace life, first of all, hey, girl, hey, welcome. Thanks for hanging with us. We're so glad you're with us today. But hopefully you heard the intro to the show where we said our show is for strong women and those who want to be, whether you're single, married, or single again. And this episode is going to be for our single or single again friends. It is. It's all. It's going to be about the world that you live in right now, the, the dating world. The dating world. The yes. Dating world. So I am uh, probably what six months into back into dating. I don't know. I'm just making that number up. You Sounds are about just right. making it up. It just <laughs> looked like forever. I'm like, it's probably been about six months since I was ready to start dating again after I lost my husband in 2017. And so I'm thoroughly enjoying being a dating woman again. I know that scares the crap out of some people. Yeah. And I think what st- scares the crap out of a lot of people is the online dating world. And I know when you thought about it like six months ago, you went, do I want to try that? My, yeah. I definitely turned my nose up at it at first because I thought, Really? No, you you meet somebody somewhere else. But here's the deal. I wasn't meeting anyone. (laughs) Well, I mean, I did date one guy that I met at church and that was fine. But I realized, especially after we had Kristen Fry on, on episode 37, about the fact that just culturally, that is the way people are meeting each other now. It's just, we're so dang busy and we actually have kind of lost the ability to just casually meet somebody. And so online dating is just kind of the norm now. So I'm officially doing online dating. And I will say, it's not as creepy as everyone likes to say that it is. Of course, it's creepy because dating can be creepy. Yeah, but it's it's not that it's creepy. It is incredibly confusing, at least for me. All right. So I go <laughs> Wait, through You're not this. online dating, are no, you? No, I'm well, sorry. Maybe, no, I'm maybe they need to know that you're married. Yeah, I'm very married and <laughs> very, very happily <laughs> and very everything else. But what I'm talking about is your dating <laughs> life is confusing. Okay. <laughs> I still love that you're very married. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Why is my online dating life confusing? Because I can't to you? keep track. All right. Oh. You have these maybe. Oh no, he's an ex maybe. Oh. Or yeah. he is a could be or maybe an almost boyfriend. Maybe could be a boyfriend or a boyfriend or an I, I do sometimes refer to my match boyfriends. Yeah, yes. your match boyfriend. And they can last three days. Okay. Oh yeah, he could be a boyfriend oh, today, yeah. but he's not tomorrow. And For, then then what is he? Just a pen pal? Oh yeah. I mean, you're right. Those are those are definitely the the categories within the online dating situation so far as I've experienced it. But dang, you can get a lot of pen pals with online dating. (laughs) I am not looking for a pen pal. Thank you very much. (laughs) I'm good without a male texty bestie. But yeah, that is one of the side effects of the online dating experience. There does come a point where you're like, 
So are we just going to talk forever or are we ever going to meet? Yes, I have observed that from afar. It's like, <laughs> or are you going to text forever? Or how are you communicating anyway? Yeah, you got to eventually move to FaceTime. And if he doesn't have an Apple phone, I don't know if it's going to work. <laughs> it's true. Because it's the emojis true. are different and there's no FaceTime. And I just don't know how this is going to work. Honestly, there are a lot of women who are listening to our show or are following along at the Grit and Grace Project. And we're in the same boat of we're trying to find a good man. And that's it, finding a good man. A good one. A good man. So we decided to unpack that. What does a good man look like? And and not just look like. Yeah. <laughs> because the reality is most women are attracted to the bad boys, right? Mm, valid. Valid. Okay, so... Julie? I mean, I've, I've made that mistake already a couple times. Yeah. But at least I was smart enough to cut it off early. Yeah, you did. And you did well. And every woman should. But there's something I found, Julie, something I read that I think is wonderful. Bad boys are like cupcakes. They're delicious for two nibbles. But then you start to hate yourself. (laughs) Oh, my word. Where did you find that? I have no idea. You and your internet searching for quotes. It might be my favorite thing. Dang, Dar, that is so true. So this is right on point that we got to look for the good ones. Yeah. And we got to be able to figure out when we realize if he's a good one or not and cut him loose if he's not. So start with the simple questions because we're going to give you a lot of things to think about today. So okay. let's start with the simple ones. Simple ways to know if he's a good man? Yeah, or, right, if, you, or if you would be compatible. All oh, right. Okay. So he okay. has a dog. Uh, Where does the dog sleep? Okay. That's important. Is there room I mean, I'm annoyed you? that he has a dog, but <laughs> I think I also have to be a little more forgiving than that. Yeah, you do. But you do. yes, where does the dog sleep? Where does the dog sleep? That's important. Oh, goodness. Okay. Where do his dirty clothes go? In the hamper, right? Or on the floor in the bedroom or the kitchen or, you know, whatever, halfway I mean, through the house. sometimes I leave my clothes out now that I live by myself. Oh, so what if he asks you that? Where do you leave no. your dirty clothes? In the hamper is what you say. It is. And you pick them up. Eventually. When are coming over. Okay. Eventually. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm airing my dirty laundry. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like your next one. And this one is legit. Can they decipher emojis? Thank oh. you for putting that on there. That is important. I know. I knew it was really important to you. So I thought it was a huge priority. There definitely was a guy that I met on Match that I knew I liked him because of his emoji use. I oh. was like, we can hang. He gets me. <laughs> totally. That might not be on everybody's list, but I appreciate you adding it here. All right. Does he realize dirty dishes belong in the dishwasher or at least the sink? Yes. I would definitely like to shoot for that this time around. (laughs) 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 Oh, this one, Dar. This one's funny. What is his attitude toward oil changes? What's what's Dan's attitude toward oil changes? They uh, must be done at certain mileage. And the good news for me is he takes them because uh, I will does. be the last person to do it. So does he like do it right before, right on, right after? Right before. It's important to him that he gets he breaks out a cold sweat if we have passed the mark. So like when I just went a thousand over on my leased vehicle where the oil changes included, that would have made him crazy. Oh, he's gonna listen to this and he's gonna <sighs> talk to you about it. I'm sure he will. All right. Well, there's definitely, according to our friend Christina Aguilera, she's got a good point. She says there's nothing more dangerous than a boy with charm. Because mm, that's not all you want. That's right. So we got to be careful, ladies, ladies in my similar situation, that we don't let the charm fool us. For sure. So to get to the real meat of things, we went to the Grit and Grace Project writers. We have team writers that are so smart. We knew they would be a wonderful resource for this information. 
This was definitely a fun thread in our private Facebook group where we put in the group said, all right, girls, we're going to be recording an episode about finding a good man. So tell us all your pointers. You know, we're just two women here. You know, yep. we need some help sometimes. We do. <laughs> Monique said, make sure your sense of humor is compatible because if one is sarcastic and the other is a sensitive, corny, funny person... They're not going to mix. Somebody's feelings going to get hurt and somebody's going to be misunderstood. So matching humor is an important thing. I would agree. I, I do think it's that is a good foundational thing to start in a connection with somebody. Can you actually appreciate their sense of humor? Kind of that. I feel like that has to be discovered early on. It does. Yeah, and it's an easy one. That's not. You don't have to drill down too far to find that one. Totally. All right. Then Sheena said, figure out by letting them show you. Don't ask, what makes their heartbeat? What are their fears and their integrity? And things like that. And you know what I love about what Sheena said is somebody could tell you just anything. Absolutely. They can tell you what they care about. They can tell you what's important to them. They can say, oh, I'm, of course, integrity matters to me. And I fear nothing or I fear everything. <laughs> but the only way you're going to know if it's really real is watch them. Absolutely. What's that phrase? Talk is cheap. It is. That's pretty important when it comes to how a man is going to carry himself. Well, and I would think in online dating, they already know basics about you. So they can say whatever they think you want to hear, right? <sighs> and they kind of all say the same thing, Dar. Do they? Yeah. So I had a friend help me write my little, you know, online profile. And so we said something about Legos because, you know, single boy mom, blah, blah, blah. So we put <laughs> something in there kind of witty about Legos. And don't you know, almost every single guy who messaged me says something about Legos. And it's like emoji eye roll is how I want to respond. Like, yeah. really? You need something new, bro. Yeah. And it's they're... not their fault. They don't realize that everyone else is saying that. But come on. Yeah, come on. Talk is cheap. Everyone supposedly likes Legos. So, you know. They're not even that great. Let's be real. (laughs) Legos? Yeah. I'm just over them. You are over them because they're all over your house. They're literally everywhere. Yeah, you're literally falling over them. I'm living in that post-Christmas Lego crisis. (laughs) It's true. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's not just the simple things. It's the everything that they are. Do they say it? Mm -hmm. You know, and you know it's easy if they pull off off of the internet what you have posted about yourself, but... What else do they talk about? And then what else do they really do? Well, then Dr. Christina Hansen shared with us, which just a little reminder, if you haven't read her yet, she's actually a psychologist. She suggests that we take note of how he treats his family, which is super important, right? Yeah. Again, from what Sheena said, watch what they do. Well, it's really important how they treat their family because if you hope to be part of his family, Mm -hmm. then that's how he's going to treat you. Well, that taking that a step further, Linda Clements actually added that how does he react when the people who are closest to him make him mad? Because if you're going to be in a relationship with this guy, you're going to be coming face to face with that kind of reaction for the long haul. Oh, wow. That can be terrifying because you could be the one that says, oh, it's OK, be the the peace keeper in the the scenario. But then you don't realize that whatever his reaction is to those that he loves, he will say it to you too. Absolutely. Yeah. Good one. Another one from Linda, actually, while we're talking about her, she asked a good question. Does he give you room to not hit the mark every time? So is there grace from him when you fail? Because hello, we're all going to fail. We are going to fail. And it's not just grace. It's like, I want, I want 
the person that you're dating, that you're thinking of building a real relationship with to say, but you can do it. But, oh, you just didn't get it right that time. Go back. And of course, I believe in you. I think you can. I know you can. I want you to, and I'm going to support it. And then there's also, is he going to come in and tell you how you should have done it and try to make you fix it? And do it perfectly right by his standards the next time. I mean, that could go in lots of different directions, huh? Oh, oh man, that can, Julie. That's kind of, that's the counter to it. You don't want them to do it for you. They just, you just want them to suggestions occasionally or input when you ask for it. But, you know, most of the time you want them to believe that you can do it. Totally. Jessica said, how does he resolve conflict? Does he think he's always right? Can he take responsibility for his actions? Oh, wow. All right, Jessica, you nailed a good one with that one. Um, Because life will have conflict. Mm -hmm. Life will have conflict between you, maybe at his workplace, maybe with his family. um, With you. With you, yeah, Yeah. with you. And so how does he resolve it? Does he talk it out? Is he willing to say, you know what, I did this in it? that I should have done differently or should have been more sensitive or should have listened? Mm-hmm. Um, or does he say, oh, well, I'm sorry, but you just didn't understand. It's all your fault. Yeah. And sometimes that I'm sorry you didn't understand doesn't get followed with it's all your fault, but that's what he means. And so sometimes you need to listen between the lines of, is he trying to make you feel like it's your fault without actually saying those words? And that could be the most dangerous sort, but yes. you've got to be careful and pay attention to, does he always make you feel like it's your fault? Yeah. Because that can be really emotionally scarring and damaging. And it can be a slow thing that starts in the beginning. And then all of a sudden you don't even realize that you're led to believe it's always your fault. Yeah, and there's a there's kind of a subtle apology that's not really an apology, like, I'm sorry you feel that way, mm-hmm. which often indicates you shouldn't. I'm not apologizing for what made you feel that way. I'm just sorry that you do. Let's move on. Yeah. Get over it. It's getting heavy, but it's good because I think sometimes we need to hear these phrases. If they're being said to us, we need to hear them marked out as that's wrong and that's not what you deserve. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's easy for these things, these kind of things, Julie, I think grow. They don't, they start simple. You don't realize what's being said behind it. And then suddenly you start feeling like you're doing everything wrong and he's not taking responsibility, but maybe it's your fault. Maybe you really did it. So it starts simple and then it grows into feeling like you have to be the one to fix everything in the relationship. Carrie said, find a man who is passionate about something. He doesn't just wake up and go to a job, but wakes up with purpose. If he's passionless, she says, it will show in the way he leads you and your family. What do you think about that one? Oh, I loved that because you want him to be passionate. But I think to unpack it a little further, it doesn't always play out in their job. Um, Their passion may be not just football, but it may be (laughs) for something else in life. And what I respect enormously is if they have a job, because Mm -hmm. it may not be the thing that they love to do, but they do love their family and take their responsibility 
enough to where they're going to do a job. And if it happens to be in their passion and that works for them, that's great. But no matter what, they're going to provide, which I put a lot of value in. I would agree with that. Not every one of us gets the incredible privilege and luck, I'll even call it, to have a job that really makes them excited and is passionate about that. But that doesn't mean he can't find passion somewhere in his life for something that matters. And that can be incredibly attractive. But I agree, if there's nothing you can point to in him that shows a passion, then that is going to, it's going to show up in the way he handles his relationship with you. They they need to care about something outside of themselves, whether it's even just their family. And that's why they're going to work. They are passionate to provide for their family or they are passionate for some need that they see or their passion, you know, whatever it is, I believe they should have passion because they will lead the family well. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily translate into their job. Carrie brought up something that I have personally realized is very important. She said, we need to have some non-negotiables, some lines in the sand. And so I would basically summarize that as you get to have a list of the kinds of things that you are looking for and the kind of guy you would be willing to date. So you have a list, and if he doesn't meet the things on the list, you don't date him. It's yeah. that simple. It's not, I mean, it's it's hard, but it's simple. Yeah, and I, I would think there's probably lists in degrees. Like the ones that are really, really important to you, doesn't matter, does not matter. You will not deviate from them. Mm-hmm. And then you may have personal, like if he leaves his laundry in the middle of the room, do you really hate that one? Yeah, I feel like there's some there's some must-haves and there would be some good-to-haves. Yeah. Like there's got to be these must be present or there's some that can't be present. But do not give up on your non-negotiables. This is something Zoe and I have talked a lot about. That's part of the thing that she has kind of helped me with as I've started dating. She'll remind me, well, is that on the list or does he meet all of the requirements on the list? And then I have to come back and say, you're right or... Yes, he does. Yay, he gets to stay. (laughs) He gets a rose, so to speak. (laughs) That's great. Dr. Christina brought up one other thing, Julie, that I thought was great is how does he handle stress? Oh, yeah, that's a big one. It is. Not that we're not going to have any stress in our lives. Of course (laughs) we are. He's got to have to be able to handle it because we're all going to have it. He is. And, you know, I threw back, so maybe we create some stressful scenario that we kind of do a test on. and Just to see how he responds, right? Yeah, and her response. I thought it was funny when you said that. Well, I did too, but her response was that was a mental health issue. I think she (laughs) meant mine. (laughs) I think she she actually said, that sounds like at least three mental health disorders. (laughs) I was like, ooh. Burn. Yeah. Glad I, I didn't still say think it. it's a good idea, but no, maybe it's not. <laughs> well, maybe we just don't tell Christina if we try it. Oh, yeah. Christine. I won't tell her if I try it. Okay. I good. thought it was good advice, Dar. <laughs> but the reality is, you want to know how he handles stress. Can he rise above it? Can he walk through it? Even if he Does has. Does he eat the whole ice cream tub with you when he's stressed? Yeah. I mean, that's who I'm looking for. Like, let's eat it together, <laughs> but then let's work out hard the next day. Seriously, I'm... goals. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good plan. I think, I mean, that's, you know, empathetic stress management. Absolutely. But you want to know that he can can in some way handle it because you're going to have it. So you're looking for a man that can handle it well. I'm going to go back to Jessica. She made a really good observation. We're going to want to pay attention to how he acts around his closest friends and family. How do they interact with him and he with them? And I think a great one with his family and friends is to peel him off and say, 
Let them talk about him and see what they have to say. I totally just thought of like a bachelor hometown date when you said that. You know how they take the mom or the dad or the sister off into another room and like grill them secretly? Yeah. Those are always good episodes. But basically, yeah, you do want to have some one-on-one time with the people who know him best. The people who have known him for a long time. Yeah. And see what they say about him when he's both around and not around. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We'll take this one step further. I think you also want to make sure that he equally wants to get to know the people who know you the best. Oh, He needs to show an interest in that. Yes, Julie. That's so important because you don't want to be pulled away from your people. Yeah. You know, you have your relationships. So instead of pulling you away to be with him, can he join? Yeah. Can he be part of the people who have cared for you and walked alongside you? And what do they think of him? Yep. There definitely needs to be some give and take. There's going to have to be a shift in everybody's life in order to make time for you as a couple, but that should equal time with important people on both sides of their relationship. Yeah, so while you're looking for a good man, you want to see how he interacts with both his family and friends and yours. All right, well, I feel like that's some pretty good input from our contributors. They came up with some really important things to consider, but I know you and I talked about a couple more things that they didn't mention that we cannot do an episode on finding a good man without bringing up. Well, I say this one to you, and every time I do, you fall out laughing. But it's the truth, all right? I I Um, can't wait to laugh. I don't know what it is. Yeah. If you don't want the whole meal deal, don't go to the restaurant. Okay. You know the whole meal deal? You know what that is? You know that I listen to every word of this podcast multiple times before it's ever published. (laughs) And I laugh out loud every time you say that phrase because you're just this tiny little woman. And every time you say the whole meal deal in my head, you're like a bitmoji. Do you know what a bitmoji is? I do not. Oh, I can't wait to show you when we're done. A bitmoji is like a cartoon version of yourself. I have to make one for you. Anyway, so I see a bitmoji of you holding a ginormous french fry, a burger, and a milkshake. And so this is you talking about the whole meal deal of the guy you're going to be with. Okay, but Carry see, on. I, I'm but going, what do you mean I'm by going, this? I'm going to the finer restaurants, okay? <laughs> I am going to the better places. But they places. don't sell meal deals at fine restaurants. I know, but you know, if you're there, do you want the appetizer? Now do you want the salad? Now do you want the entree? Do okay. you want the dessert? And what would you like to drink, ma'am? I really want our listeners to respond to this question. <laughs> when you hear the phrase, whole meal deal, are you imagining Ruth's Chris <laughs> or Culver's? I'm Telling you, all they're right, thinking about right. Culver's with a okay, freaking wait, 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 milkshake. Wait, 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 We did go to Disney World one year, and we bought the huge pass where you get everything and everything. Oh yeah, I just bought that puppy for myself. Okay. Came back from a well, trip. Did, That's why I'm on Whole Thirty. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you get the one where you have dining? But in your dining experience, in every single person at the table gets an appetizer and an entree and a dessert and a drink. We did. I believe that's the way to do Disney, personally. Yeah. But I'm saying we ended up with a billion desserts in our refrigerator at the unit we stayed at because we were dying. We could not consume it all. But anyway, back (laughs) to... You should have brought me. I would not have had a problem. (laughs) Yeah, probably should I'm really good at finishing desserts. That's one of my life skills. (laughs) That's so great. But what I am saying is you get it all. You don't... You can't... Mm. When you are in a dating relationship and you're thinking seriously about... Is he a good man or not? You can't pick and choose what parts are coming in and what parts aren't. So, you know, if you 
cannot or do not want the whole meal deal, just don't go to that restaurant. Don't go after that man. So, so true. All right. So we're not going after the whole meal deal. (laughs) Anything else that they didn't bring up that we know we've got to touch on? Yeah. I've always put it into business terms. You would. I would. I do. But what I mean by that is, would you go into business with this man? Does he hold the character traits? Does he have what he needs to be an honest, hardworking man of integrity that you could actually trust to build a business with? Yeah, I like that you said, if you couldn't see him as a business partner, how could he be your partner in life? If you couldn't trust him in business, how can you trust him to be your life partner? Yep. It's a really, really good point. Love that one. All right, here's a big one. Here's probably the most important one. Does this man share your faith? And that could be on any level of the spectrum. So maybe you wouldn't say faith is important to you. Well, then you probably don't want to necessarily go after a man whose faith is important to him. Because I can tell you from experience, when you're unequal in your passion for your faith at whatever level it is, it's an imbalance that is really straining on the relationship. Yeah. And on this one, you do not want the man who will go to church with you or do whatever you do in your faith while he's dating you. And he's never done it before. And he's never done it on his own. You want to know that this is part of his life. And this one can be hard. I mean, so you and I have talked about this. I have talked to a few guys and I had to kind of figure out where is he with his faith? Uh Uh-oh. It's not where I am. So he's cute. He's got good teeth. (laughs) (laughs) He's funny. Did you just say teeth? Teeth. (laughs) Well, I'm just thinking of the last one. He was really cute and he had good teeth. Anyway, he can be cute. He can be nice. He can have a good job. But if he doesn't share your faith, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. It It is the most important thing. Okay, ladies, there's two more things I want you to think about and know to be true. You can't fix him. And you don't want to. No, you You don't don't want to. to. No, you don't. I mean, our nature is we want to, but we shouldn't be put in that position. And the truth is we cannot fix whatever challenge you're looking at. So true. And the other is forgiveness does not mean allowing continued bad behavior. Wow. Yeah, we talk a lot here about being full of both grit and grace. And so you could maybe be led to be distracted to think, well, I want to be gracious. And so I'll let this slide or I'll let that slide. And being a woman of grace doesn't mean you overlook bad behavior repeatedly when you, in your gut, you know better. Yeah. It's one thing to forgive once, twice, three when you're dating. <laughs> when you're dating. For real. That's yeah. where you got to cross yeah. that line. There's a point where you go, no more. All right, girls. So if you're in the same boat as me, the dating boat, <laughs> and you're currently weeding through creepy messages, trying to find <laughs> the ones that are worth responding to, or maybe somebody wants to set you up with a friend they know that would be just perfect for you, hopefully we've given you some important things to think about as you navigate the dating waters. So we want to end this episode with something that came from one of our writers, Ashby, who was with us in episode 56. She was widowed. You can listen to her story there, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a magnificent one. But she had to deal with this, too. Mm -hmm. She was where I was, having to date again after being married. Absolutely. And here was her advice. 
You have a choice. You don't have to go out with them just because they ask you or you're feeling lonely. Know yourself and love yourself enough to say no to someone who isn't for you. So here's to dating with grit and grace. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project online magazine. Whether you're listening in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or streaming the show, be sure to take a couple moments to subscribe, rate, and review so you never miss the next episode. You can also share the show with a friend you think might enjoy living a Grit and Grace life with us. Every week we share all the details on everything we discuss in the episode at thegritandgraceproject.org. We'll catch you on the next one.